Hi, I'm Krista. Welcome to Dumb Hot Mom. Hey, mamas, what's up? Welcome back to Dumb Hot Mom, where we celebrate where we are now and reminisce about where we were then. How is everyone today? Thank you so much for the positive feedback on the episode with Nathan. He is just so fun, and I loved having him on, and I loved sharing some of our little uh, conversations that we have. Um, we'll have to have him back more. That was the, the consensus, that we should have him back more, so we definitely, definitely will. I was going to shout out his social media, but uh, his social media is boring. Uh, hint, hint, babe. Just kidding. Um, but you can follow him on Be Real for some excellent Nathan content. He is hilarious. And um, so follow him on Be Real for more Nathan. There's so much hardship in the world right now. And so many of my friends are going through very hard things. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just want to give you a big old hug. And I hope that this episode can be light and fun and just a break from any hard things you might be going through. So I love you. Oh, I just wishing you the best week and hope you find some joy. And I hope that this can be maybe a little tiny part of it. Anyway, let's move on to announcements and random shiz that's been on my mind this week. Just a few things in food news. First of all, Zaxby's, if you are a Zaxby's fan, this summer, Zaxby's will have funnel cakes served with a caramel sauce topped with powdered sugar. Mm, it looks delicious. I love a good, fair food. So good. And uh, I'll definitely have to try it sometime this summer. And just next on the list, a Jack in the Box opened in Salt Lake City, which is so exciting for everyone who like grew up in California or started going there. So that is super exciting as well. Some pop culture news. I have the cutest story to talk about, and I'm sure you've heard about it. And if not, we'll go over every detail, so don't you worry. Um, but Chrissy Teigen and John Legend welcome a new baby boy. And if you're like me and you're like, uh, yeah, she had just had a baby girl like four months ago, five months ago. You're right. This is a baby boy via surrogate, and it is the cutest story ever. So... Uh, she she wrote about it on Chrissy Teigen wrote about it on her Instagram. But essentially, um, when they lost their baby, their baby Jack in 2020, um, Chrissy was was kind of done. She was like, okay, I'm not going to carry again. That was too hard. Just totally understandable. And uh, let's let's try a surrogate. So they tried a surrogate and they loved the surrogate. And the first time they tried, it didn't work. It was so devastating. And at that time, Chrissy was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to carry one more time. If it works, great. If not, great. So um, they did IVF and she got pregnant and it was so exciting and so amazing. And um, she was going through her first trimester and the surrogate that they had kind of fallen in love with, they loved her. They thought she was a great match for their family. They decided, let's let's try let's try. And if it works, great. And if, if not, it's okay. And it worked. And so she had a baby via surrogate. 
five months after she gave birth. Isn't that so sweet? Chrissy Teigen has always wanted four kids, so it's just wonderful for her. I'm so happy for their family, and the baby is so freaking cute. He is so cute. His name is Ren. Oh, my goodness. He looks like a tiny little John Legend. It is just adorable. So, if you haven't heard this yet, here you go. And if you have, I'm sure that you knew all of that, but oh, it's just so exciting. I love it. Okay, I have to talk about this next thing just because I've made it such a big deal on the podcast. Have you guys seen the Grimace Shake trend? What the heck? <laughs> like, uh, what a trip. Um, for those who don't know, the Grimace Shake trend is taking over TikTok and basically people are filming themselves trying the milkshake and then like being in a horror movie and... <laughs> It's really kind of scary. It's kind of scary. So, um, yeah, not the press and not the uh, attention that the McDonald's executives probably expected from the shake. But I guess, like, publicity is publicity. So, anyway, that's crazy. I think Nathan and I will film <laughs> some uh, a Grimace shake trend later this week. We'll have to see. So crazy. All right. Time for some hashtag sorry, Charlie, my dumb mom moment. Okay. This is just a funny thing. So this week in my Google history, I Googled, does spit up count as a burp? And I did not get a conclusive answer from that. I did not. So if you know, hit me up. But I went down this like rabbit hole and I found out that Babies between four and six months don't need to be burped anymore. Is that true? Someone help a dumb mom out. Is that true? Thank you. Let me know. Uh, my hot mom moment for the week is actually just, it's, it's just a wonderful moment for our whole family. We went on our first trip with baby and Charlotte did amazing. She did amazing. I'm so proud of her. She had a few times where she was fussy, but she's a baby, so she's going to do that. But she was so great. She slept through the night. She was a little she was a little timid about the new the new, you know, area, new house. We stayed in a cabin at Bear Lake and she was a little timid at first, but she got used to it and she just was amazing. She even made it on the boat for about an hour. <laughs> However, half of the, half of that hour was screaming and the other half was sleeping. But baby steps, right? I think it was because of the baby life jacket. I don't I don't I don't know. We'll have to see next year when she can fit into like a normal life jacket if if she likes that better. But she did amazing. I'm so proud of her. She's so freaking cute. I just want to I just like want to consume her. Does anybody get like that? It's just I just want to like oh, you're just so cute. Oh, it's like cute aggression. It's just She's so freaking cute. Anyway, all right. We have kind of a deep dive for pop culture history today, and it is a new month. And that means, pop culture fans, that it is time to do a magazine review and rating. And today, our magazine review and rating goes along with our pop culture history deep dive. And so it's kind of it's kind of going to be at the end of this little like pop culture deep dive because today we are talking all about Miley Cyrus and the 2008 Vanity Fair quote unquote scandal 
that rocked the nation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. Buckle up. I'm going to explain everything. First off, I thought that I'd explain like everything, do a quick overview of everything, and then dive into different aspects of the overview. So here's the overview, okay? In early April of 2008, Miley was hacked and some of her private pictures leaked. Nothing too scandalous. I think there was like one picture that showed a little bit of her bra that she was sending to her boyfriend. So not too bad, but like not great for the squeaky clean image that Disney wanted her to have. Or so they said, come back to that later. Remember that. And uh, later in April 2008, Miley was invited to pose for the May issue of Vanity Fair. Okay, so Miley posed with a blanket and messy hair and smudged lipstick. She's 15, and this does not go over very well. The rest of the year is kind of a cover-up, and Disney agents and her publicist work hard to clean up the image of the risque Miley that she has put forward. And that's kind of like the the main overview, okay? So let's get our little detective hats on because I went deep, okay? Here we go. First off, Hannah Montana first aired in 2006 and was first called Alexis, Texas. But right before they started filming, they changed it because they found out that it was an adult film star name. (laughs) So. They changed that real fast. A a question that I've always had was, why was she called Hannah Montana? She lived in California and was from Tennessee. So why was she called Hannah Montana? I tell you, I dug and dug and dug for the answer. And the best thing I could find was that the character Hannah Montana was named after the state of Montana, but there isn't a specific reason given for this choice. They think that the creators used the name Montana to create a catchy and memorable stage name. And it is believed that they chose the name based on the state's association with wide open spaces and a sense of freedom, which aligns with the character's desire for a normal life while she's also a pop star. Kind of a stretch, but hey, we'll take it. Oh, little fun fact. Originally, the fake name on the show was going to be Kylie Stewart, but her dad, Miley's dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, who was her actual dad and then her dad on the show, kept messing it up and saying Miley. So they changed it from Kylie Stewart to Miley Stewart. So funny. I knew I knew Hannah Montana was big, but you guys, it was so big. It was so, so much bigger than I ever knew or imagined. And at the time of the Vanity Fair article, in the article, she was on track to be a billionaire by 18. This is nuts, you guys. This is absolutely bonkers. So between her music, her touring, her merchandise, the sitcom, and the movies, remember she did like two movies. She did one that was um, a concert that was in theaters. Do you remember that? And then two, she did the, the Hannah Montana movie, and she was making bank. She also did a couple other movies, and 
with all this fame came so many crazy paparazzi folks just following her and stalking her and trying to get any sort of picture of her stepping out of line or doing something embarrassing in the Vanity Fair article she said that 30 to 40 people would wait outside her house or wherever she was at almost all times can you imagine that you're 15 years old you're 15 years old you're trying to do your homework or cooking dinner with your mom or whatever and there's 40 people outside your house hoping you do something embarrassing or mean or crass or just like anything that they could get money off of it's so freaking sad it's so freaking sad and and that's something that's a little sad too um because of the controversy with the vanity fair pictures no one read the article which i thought was very 15 year old girl very positive and sweet and just like taking this fame and and being positive about it and she discusses a little bit what she's going through and and nobody read it because the the magazine was just like overtaken by this picture so she's making crazy money she's crazy popular everyone is comparing her to Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan who were were not doing well at the time if if you remember from last week's episode Brittany was still recovering from her horrific mental breakdown and and Lindsay was in rehab. So Miley is 15 and everyone is basically forecasting her Disney downfall. And they're saying she's next, she's the next Lindsay, she's the next Brittany. And it's just a recipe for disaster. And it's really, really sad. So let's break down the history of 2008 okay so early april 2008 miley is hacked and some personal photos are leaked talked about that um the disney producers are like oh we hate this she's the worst we're she's out of control but we're gonna take care of her and whatever kind of making her seem a little like a little wild child just for those random pictures that aren't even like that bad and then in april 2008 miley again 15 years old disney star agrees to do a photo shoot with the renowned photographer ann leobivitz i don't think i said that right but she is a very famous photographer and she does for vanity fair now vanity fair is a magazine that has been around for Ever okay, it got its start in the late 1800s and has always been known for its risque material on fashion and politics, and it's like kind of known for being suggestive. And their shoots are usually reserved for adults at least 18 or over. So it's kind of weird that Miley is on the cover. And I did some research, and Miley is the youngest person in its magazine's 100 plus year history to pose on the cover and i did some more digging and brooke shields she also did the cover in 1980 and she was 16 so miley and brooke shields were both on the cover of this magazine when they were really really young and there is actually a documentary on brooke shields right now on hulu and it's about how she was mistreated as a little kid in the industry to this day, she's the youngest. So Brooke Shields was 16 and Miley was 15. So late April 2008, the photo shoot takes place and 
one of the controversial pictures shows Miley Cyrus wrapped in a bed sheet, suggesting nudity, although she's not actually nude. Again, her hair is like a mess and her lipstick is smeared. So it's like, uh, is that suggestive? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty suggestive. Um, and in April, so now we're getting down to like actual dates. Okay, so April 25th. 2008 vanity fair releases a statement about the photo shoot stating that the photos were taken to create a strong simple and natural portrait of miley cyrus and there was no intention to suggest she was nude two days later okay april 27th 2008 the new york times publishes an article about the controversy surrounding the photo shoot leading to widespread media coverage and public debate and when i tell you this is so dramatic it's so dramatic the the article says miley shame and it's just like it's just like kind of a stretch and again like ah, i have to i have to say like is it a suggestive photo it, i mean it kind of is like she is in bed her lipstick is smeared her hair is messed up like obviously she's doing something in that bed right like <laughs> like it's not it's not just you know innocent but I don't think it's as like devious as everyone made it out to be okay so um when when Miley was asked um Miley said no I liked it I felt clean and I thought it was artsy and classy and like all that stuff and it's not like a bad picture or anything and anyway so one day later though after she says that April 28th Miley apologizes for the photos, stating that she feels embarrassed, that she never intended for the photos to be seen in that way. And it just starts like this huge campaign to like get Miley Cyrus's squeaky clean image back. And like, oh, she's just starting. Other people are like, oh, she's just starting her Disney downfall. And it's just like just crazy madness okay so the next couple of days and months are going to really turn into just this like backtrack and just trying to make sense of what happened so april 29th so april 28th miley cyrus apologizes april 29th miley's dad billy ray cyrus defends her in an interview with ryan seacrest saying that the photos were misinterpreted and they were taken out of context which like yeah, maybe they were because, because also in this photo shoot, she poses with her dad. And not only does she pose with her dad, she's also being watched by a Disney producer is there on set. And it's one of the same producers that just a few weeks before had like scolded her and like shamed her for like her personal photos being hacked and taken. And so, going back to what I said before, remember that when the Disney people were like looking down on her, they were in that photo shoot. So like, obviously they didn't think that that was bad because they were in there. And then as soon as the public took it bad, they just like turn on her and make her do a, an apology and make her do all these things. And it's just, it's, oh, it's just so crazy. It's like, she had so much fame that anything she did was like, so harshly judged and anything she didn't do was so harshly judged oh it's crazy okay i'm getting ahead of myself because on may 2nd okay so it's april so we've gone through april 25th 
Vanity Fair releases a statement saying it's simple, strong, natural. April 27th, New York Times is like, Miley shame. April 28th, Miley Cyrus apologizes. April 29th, Billy Ray Cyrus is like, Ryan's talking to Ryan Seacrest and saying it's out of context. Like, calm down, everyone. May 2nd, Miley Cyrus goes on Good Morning America to discuss the controversy. She admits that she made a mistake and she takes responsibility for the photos saying that she should never have done them and she regrets it. So that's May 2nd. May 5th, Disney Channel releases a statement expressing disappointment with the photos and emphasizing the importance of responsible behavior for their young stars. So that just like is so annoying because they're like pointing fingers at poor Miley when they were there they were there at the photo shoot and they didn't see anything wrong with it until other people did and they didn't defend her which is so sad may 10th miley cyrus hosts and performs on saturday night live and she addresses the controversy during her opening monologue and she makes light of it and it's like fun but still people are like losing their mind and and so you gotta think like you know the the young fans like what was the right move here? I do not know. I don't know if the right move was having a 15-year-old pose in a bedsheet with swatched lipstick and messy hair. But also, it was just so blown out of proportion around the world. It was so freaking crazy. So, back to our magazine review, July 2008, People Magazine. They devote an entire issue to Miley and Hannah Montana and the images are very young and sweet and she's posing with puppies and blowing bubbles and just like trying to maintain and remind the public that she's young but there's lots of sides of her and she's sweet and she's Hannah Montana still and there's there's six posters in this magazine which is so fun I remember that being so fun and I remember this issue you guys I I like loved magazines. I think I talked about that in an earlier episode. I loved magazines, but I would always get them like hand me down from my cousins. And I got that magazine just probably months later, but I remember it. And there was this poster in it with um, like six different Miley's and it says the many sides of Miley and it's her posing like happy and silly and surprised and like all that stuff so it's kind of playing into the there's lots of sides of Miley um more adult side is maybe one that you've seen earlier this year hint hint and let me tell you I was doing a lot of research and her publicist Megan Prophet worked hard during this time to help recover for lack of better word her young innocence and you know what Megan Prophet lady this lady she seems like she is gold like Miley dropped her in 2015 but to this day Megan declines to talk to any press about the Vanity Fair incident about the twerking the pot use because you know she did kind of go a little south after this and uh she declines. She declines. She. I'm sure she signed NDAs and stuff, but like, what a sweet lady to like not talk bad about her previous employer and just, you know, help her. I really thought that she was helping her. And I think that that is so sweet. Anyway, over time, the controversy subsides and Miley Cyrus continues her successful career. And she is on Disney Channel for just two more years after that and then they call it quits and she starts transitioning from her Disney Channel image to a more you know like grown up and mature and 
provocative there for a little bit music for her music and performances and things and wow what a ride i i honestly just feel so bad for the girl i wish i wish we all could have handled that differently like even myself like i wish i wish we all could have handled that differently but of course we were all going with the knowledge and the information that we had to make choices and decisions about what we were consuming at the time and how we were thinking about other people. The only person that I'm kind of mad at and I don't think they did the best was the Disney producers. I think that they could have handled that so much better and they just kind of hung her out to dry and even though they were in the room with her. So all this to say, wow, Miley, I'm so glad that she's feeling better (laughs) from that. I hope her and her new boyfriend, I guess he's not super new, but are finding all the happiness in the world. Miley was such a big part of my growing up, Hannah Montana, and wow, what a what a dive. My goodness, we'll have to do some more dives about her and like the Hannah Montana movie and all sorts of things later. But that's where we will end on pop culture history today. Hope you enjoyed it. And now we'll get into our next segment, but at least. Okay, this this but at least I was actually reminded of when I was like doing a dive into my journals of the past. <laughs> and it's so sad. I had forgotten about it. But anyway, so here's what happened. I liked this boy and I was about to turn 16 and the Valentine's dance was coming up and this boy that I liked, there's there's two boys. They both have B names, but I'm going to change them for the sake of the story. Um, the first, let's call him Brent and Bob. <laughs> okay, so I had been kind of like flirty and holding hands with this boy named Brent. And he asked my dad if he could take me to a dance that happened one day before my 16th birthday. And my dad said no. So <laughs> so I didn't get to go. Um but that was okay. It was okay. Um so my birthday is January 20th. The dance was January 19th. So the next dance that was going to happen was the Valentine's dance. Okay, sweethearts. So we just thought, okay, we'll just go to sweethearts together. Like you go with whoever. Anyway, Enter Bob, who is at a play rehearsal with me, and I start spending a lot of time with Bob, and I start falling for Bob, and I'm like, ah, oh no, I don't want to ask Brent to the dance because I like Bob, so I'm just going to ask Bob to the dance, and so I did, and I went and I spent $50 on bouncy balls and I like filled up this big huge thing and I said would you bounce with me two sweethearts it was so cute and fun and he answered and he said yes and I was like head over heels so excited uh one night we had stayed up till like 2 a.m texting and he was calling me babe and he was giving me all the butterflies and (laughs) and he even texted me and said the closing night of our play, I'm going to kiss you. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I was just freaking out because that's what you do when you are freshly 16 and you can now date and kiss boys and all that stuff. So, um, the dance is coming closer and at play practice, 
Bob, my date to sweethearts, starts fraternizing with another girl, like right in front of me. And so I'm like, uh, hi, like, are we still going to sweethearts? Like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like you. I like you. Um, she's, she's weird. I'm gonna just like leave her in the dust, like whatever. Like I like you. And so as rehearsals go on and go on, on, go on and go on, he starts like letting her scratch his back. And oh my gosh, my heart was being broken in half as I was watching this happen because slowly after rehearsal, after rehearsal, like he was, he didn't like me at all. <laughs> he didn't like me at all by, by the time he liked this other girl. And I was like, so heartbroken, right? Meanwhile, I had broken Brent's heart because I asked another boy two weeks after we had decided, okay, we can't go to this dance together, but we can go to this other dance together. So I broke Brent's heart. Bob broke my heart. And I had to watch him closing night of our play kiss the other girl when he said that he would kiss me on closing night. It was so devastating at the time. Oh my gosh, what a crazy, crazy time that was. And you know what? You may have to pay a lot of money in gas this month or your grocery bills going up because inflation is freaking stupid, but at least you're not breaking your own heart and having to watch your crush kiss someone else on closing night. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you thought about this episode. We can do more deep dives in the future. And don't forget to decide you're hot. Have a lovely, lovely week. I love you. Happy 4th of July tomorrow. And yeah, catch you later.